This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. We're going to speak with our good friend, United States Senator Joe Donnelly, and a lot of big things going on in Washington. But we're going to spend much of our time focused on Senator Donnelly's trip around Central Indiana on Memorial Day to pay tribute to fallen veterans across Central Indiana. We're also going to talk in depth about the Affordable Health Care Act, better known as the repeal and replace of Obamacare. It's out of the House. It's moved into the Senate. And we'll get Senator Donnelly's thoughts on that, plus a law enforcement mental health bill and much more. Here's my conversation with the United States Senator Joe Donnelly. Speaking again with our good friend, United States Senator Joe Donnelly. Senator, how are you doing? Thanks so much for having me with you today. All right. So uh, Memorial Day, I know that's big for you. You love the veterans. Tell us about what you did on Memorial Day. I started the day with the, the parade over in Henry County, which is Newcastle, Indiana. And first we had a memorial service at the uh, county courthouse on the front steps, and we honored veterans from uh, all, of our, all of our different wars and honored those who lost their lives and never got to come home. And right in front of us was a, a statue that said, lest we forget. And, and I told everybody, we will never, ever um, forget. And then went from Henry County to Shelbyville to um, meet with a veteran there for the Veterans History Project. We took his history. It'll be put in the Library of Congress. And then um, we also went to Crown Hill Cemetery in Indianapolis for the memorial service there for those we lost at war. Talk a little bit about being the featured speaker, being a part of these events. That's a big deal because you're paying tribute to the, these that have fallen in the, in the field of battle. Well, it's, a, it's an unbelievable honor. Um, at Crown Hill, we had a number of Gold Star families there, and Gold Star families are one that lost a loved one um, in war and who, who never came home, who was killed in battle. And to, to see them, the incredible sacrifice 
they have made the heartache and the heartbreak they go through every single day and every one of them saying you know my son or daughter did this because they love their country and they would have done it all over again even if they had known United States Senator Joe Donnelly, let's get into a little public policy. The uh, Obamacare repeal and replace is in front of you guys in the Senate. What's going on with that? Well, what I'd like to do is try to work together with my colleagues on the Republican side as well and fix what we have so that we have a health care program that can lower premiums, lower deductibles, be more flexible, provide better care. And that's what we should be shooting at. The bill that's before us now unfortunately makes care much, much more expensive for seniors, raises premiums for everybody. It um, eliminates coverage for those with cancer and diabetes and others because the coverage becomes so expensive. And then finally, over 400,000 Hoosiers um, on HIP 2.0 will lose their coverage. And so I don't want to see any of that happen, and I don't want to turn this into a political ping-pong. I just want to fix it. And that's what I'd like my colleagues to work with me on. Usually Republicans line with Republicans, Democrats with Democrats. Are you surprised at the chilly reception Republicans in the Senate have given a Republican bill out of the House? No, it's a terrible bill. Um, it takes coverage away from millions and millions of Americans. Um, if you're in your 60s, uh, before you get to Medicare, your costs go through the roof. Um, if you have cancer or diabetes, something that you have nothing to do with, it's just it just um, it just happens and it just strikes people. You look up and your your premiums could go up like ten, fifteen times, and so it's it's a it's a cruel bill and an unfair bill, and that's why so many Republicans are against it as well. Um, how do you guys work together? Where do you start at in the Senate? Because obviously it seems like the House bill is dead on arrival. Right. I was actually in a meeting um, last week with a number of my Republican colleagues, and what we were talking about was. How do we make it so that we can continue pre-existing coverage, that we make sure that those on programs like HIP 2.0 um, can stay covered? And then at the same time that we include things like um, making it so that younger people can get more flexible plans that will cost a little bit less, but by doing that you'll have more people in the pool and it spreads the risk. And so that's one idea. Another is that there are... Like in effect, and I apologize for getting a little technical, there are different stovepipes in the, in the health care bill. And so in one of them, there's a very, very significant surplus, um, and we ought to be able to use those surplus funds to help reduce premiums and deductibles. Do you believe at the end of the day the House and Senate can come together on something that does fix the problems with the Affordable Care Act? Well, that's our obligation. That's what we should be doing. I don't know, um, you know how it's going to go in the Senate. I think that their bill will be... Um, the, the bill that Leader McConnell is working on, that one's a non-starter, and so we need to be flexible, we need to work together, and, and if we do that, we should be able to accomplish what is our goal, which is to make sure that there's better health care and, and it's more affordable. Um, we work for the American people, not, uh, not these think tanks or parties, and, and we ought to be able to get together to make care better and more affordable. At the end of the day, they need you, right? Because, I mean, the way the Senate works, you've got to get 60 votes, so they really need to reach out to guys like you. Well, and, and what they're trying, that would be the best way. What they're trying to do is um, there's a special technical rule to try to get it through on 51, but you have to, in, in effect, like uh, build a car from scratch with different wheels and different panels, et cetera, if you know what I mean. So you look at it, and it's like that old... Uh, 
Johnny Cash song. <laughs> it's like a car built from seven different years of models. <laughs> All right, Senator Donnelly, as we wind down here, you do, speaking of bipartisan cooperation, um, you worked on a law enforcement mental health bill. Tell us about this. Yeah, I worked with Todd Young on a law enforcement mental health assistance bill. And what we're trying to do is make sure that there's a crisis hotline set up for our law enforcement folks that if they've had a rough shift, if they're struggling a little bit, that there's a number they can call to talk to somebody. That we have a peer mentoring program in place, for instance, like in the, in Boone County Sheriff or in Brownsburg Police, that um, the officers in the department with, with each other can help one another and, and to be able to know how to do that. And then finally, we want to make sure that all the docs, whether in Brownsburg or Avon or Indy or wherever, that um, doctors have had training in the special challenges that our police officers face. They go through things every night on every shift that, that they're unimaginable to the rest of us. And we want our docs who work with them to understand the challenges they face. Before we let you go here, I wanted to ask you about this. Last time we had you in the program, you were still up for the Supreme Court vote. You hadn't made up your mind yet. You ultimately voted yes. You've been very bipartisan in your votes on cabinet picks and Supreme Court picks. How do you decide whether somebody's good for the American people? Well, what I try to do is, is look and say, um, in the work they've done before, has it been has it been work that doesn't worry about politics, but work that tries to make life better for, for everybody in our country? Have they been um, thoughtful and hardworking and been able to reach across to everybody? Um, if they're a hard partisan that um, is, is just focused on an ideological agenda, I'll pass on that. But if it's somebody who wants to make sure that you know, for for a family in Brownsburg that they're trying to make their life better. That's what I'm looking for. Well, Senator, we always appreciate the hard work. Thank you for your time. Keep up the good work in Washington. Thanks. Have an awesome week. That was United States Senator Joe Donnelly. Coming up next, one county is asking taxpayers and municipalities to have less so they can have more. It is a trend of the tax cap era. And it could soon, in many cases it is already, coming to Central Indiana. We'll talk about it next on Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- Two three one three eight seven one. That's four one five two three one three eight seven one. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at ten twenty two East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 
1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. Welcome back to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Thanks again to United States Senator Joe Donnelly for speaking with us about some of the big things going on in Washington. Taking a look now around the state, and this article uh, caught my attention because while it applies to a different corner of Hoosier country, it well, it's something that is a trend across our state and is happening right here in central Indiana as well. It comes from the South Bend Tribune, and the article's titled, St. Joseph County Wants Bigger Piece of the Local Tax Pie, Property Tax Caps, Force Governments to Compete. And the article reads in part, When it comes to property taxes, St. Joseph County is wrangling with local governments and school districts for a bigger piece of the pie. That pie is shrinking because of a state law passed in 2008 called the Circuit Breaker, which caps property taxes paid by homeowners and businesses. Property owners, local governments, and school districts could be forced to give up tax money for the county to repair bridges and buy equipment. Proposals to increase property taxes for the three funds come as state-mandated property tax caps are causing the county to lose millions of dollars in revenue each year. At hearings next month, the county council and board of commissioners will consider approving the rate increases. Some county officials support the idea, but others don't think the time is right to increase taxes. Because of tax caps, not all property owners would pay more taxes if proposals are approved. For cases in which money isn't paid by property owners because their taxes are kept, the money would come from budgets and uh, the budgets of taxing entities. So I'm going to try to take this article, I'm sure some of that was like uh, trying to understand Chinese, and simplify it for you because it's a trend that is happening all across the state of Indiana. And if you looked at the back of your property tax bill here in Hendricks County this year, it's something happening uh, here or has happened here as well and will continue to to happen. Um, so basically what happens is the by constitutional law, Indiana Constitution, your taxes your, that you pay on your property are capped. It's one percent for biz, uh, for homeowners for traditional, uh, you know, single family homes. Two uh, percent if you uh, live in an apartment or a rental property, and three percent if you own a business. So simplify this: if you own a hundred thousand dollar home, single family home, you would pay up to one percent of that value each year. So up to a thousand dollars is what you could be taxed on your home. Now, when you pay that tax. 
what happens is all the government entities in your area share in that. So, for example, if you live in the town of Brownsburg, the entity sharing in your $1,000 would include the town of Brownsburg, uh, the county government, the Brownsburg Fire Territory, uh, the Brownsburg Public Library, the township, and the Brownsburg Community School Corporation. Every municipality is different based on uh, who or what taxing entities are in your area. So that money gets divided up, and the way it gets divided up is this thing called circuit breakers. You with me? Does that make does that make sense? Again, trying to simplify a very complex issue here, but this is very important because it's going on all across central Indiana. So basically now what we have is we have municipalities fighting for dollars. The money is capped. Now, I did want to take onus on one of the... Uh, quotes in this article here um, where it uh, proposals uh, proposals to increase property tax rates for three funds come as state mandated property tax caps are causing the county to lose millions of dollars in revenue each year I want to take onus with that phrase lose millions of dollars in revenue each year and this is a conversation that we had in Brownsburg during the school referendum a couple years ago that failed when the school corporation came out and said, we're losing money because of the property tax caps. No, you're not. You can't lose money that you were never entitled to have. Look, property tax caps have almost been in place for 10 years now. They've been a part of the Constitution for almost seven years now. You're not losing that money. You're not entitled to it. And it's one thing to say a year or two after this happened, hey, that's money we would have had, but we don't have it anymore. No, you know you're not going to have it. There's no excuse. You have to budget for this. You, you know you're not getting the money. The, I take great onus with the phrase lose money when these municipalities talk about losing money because of the property tax caps. They know they're not getting it. It's been going on for almost 10 years now. They know they're not going to get it. So let's move on past that. It's a government entitlement. But what's happening here is these municipalities now, instead of saying, hey, look, the people spoke for a reason. They said, we've got to have tax caps because our local governments, and by local governments, I mean all the entities I just named, schools get a lot, a lot of the brunt on bad spending or wasteful spending or irresponsible spending, but all levels of local government were out of control. That's why people put tax caps into place to get these local governments under control. But instead of everybody kind of sharing in the, in the uh, responsibility here and say, hey, this is a great challenge, let's do it. Let's cut our tax rates, let's be responsible. Let's, let's get our houses in order. Now the local governments are just fighting for money. And what could be happening in St. Joseph County is something that could and is happening in, uh, in counties all across the state where a local agency of government, in this case the county, is saying, well, we want more. And then it turns into a fight with the other municipalities because they've got to take less or the taxpayers who aren't at the cap have to pay more. And this was one of the arguments that uh, I have made about unincorporated areas when they get annexed into municipalities now is they say, well, I don't want my taxes to go up. And you tell people, look, if you own a single family home in a near a major metropolitan area, your taxes are going to hit the cap sooner rather than later, whether you're in an incorporated area or not in an, in an incorporated area, because these entities are fighting for more dollars. And what's happening is, like here in Brownsburg, most people are at the property tax cap. If you live in the incorporated part of a a Brownsburg or Avon or 
maybe not Plainfield, but many of our uh, incorporated areas in central Indiana, Zionsville, et cetera, you're at the property tax cap if you own a single family home. Now, in Brownsburg, when we did our big property tax cuts, the people that really benefited from that were our businesses because that got them under their 3% tax cap threshold, which has made it why Brownsburg is such a great place for businesses to come and why they're locating here so quickly. And it got some homeowners under the tax cap as well, but the big beneficiary was business. Anyway, what I'm saying is the unincorporated areas, the county governments, the school corporations, they're raising their rates. Now, not, not here in Brownsburg. The school corporation is doing a nice job. Let me be very clear with that. But in many cases, school corporations raising their rates, uh, the counties raising their rates. So if you live in an unincorporated area, these other entities are going to get you to the cap. And once you're at the cap, unless there's a referendum, you can't go above the cap. It's like an in-game. It's the double-edged sword of property tax reform that we had in the state. Had to do it because local governments were out of control. But what it encouraged was local governments to fight amongst themselves and just say, we'll just raise our rate and then we'll hash it out in the circuit breaker, you know, where they put everything in a pie and I'm not even going to try to explain Sergey Breger to you because you've got to be a rocket scientist to figure it out. Um, I spent four years as an elected official, and it still sometimes leaves you scratching your head going, huh, huh, that doesn't make sense, but okay, if that's the way they say it's done. But what I'm saying is whether you're in an, an unincorporated area or not, and it's, it, it's not one of the reasons, but it is now an overlying reason of why in the Kern and Shepherd report, they talked about getting rid of township government, which was the commissioned report from Governor Daniels uh, by former Governor Joe Kernan and former Chief Justice Randall Shepard. One of the things they said was, you need to, we need to get rid of these layers of unincorporated government, the, the townships, because they don't serve a lot of a purpose. And in the tax cap era, it does make a lot of sense because you can't go above property tax caps. Used to be, hey, if you live in Brownsburg, you probably paid a higher tax rate than people that weren't in the incorporated area because Brownsburg was a, an, an extra entity on the property tax bill. In the tax cap era, though, where everybody goes in and gets chopped up, well, doesn't make much difference because there's a good chance a vast majority of the people in an unincorporated area are already at the tax cap as well. And those who aren't, soon will be because of stories like this. Make sense? No, oh, I know you're saying, what are you getting at here? Well, I'm getting at a couple of different things. One is that local governments still haven't, and not everyone, not every local government agency, but many local governments still haven't got the message of what property tax caps and the tax reform of 2007, 2008, and then the constitutional amendment of 2010 were all about. It was about not about you fighting over more. It was about everybody coming together to get their fiscal house in order. That's what that was about. It was about, hey, everybody's kind of out of control. So let's get everybody together and let's force them to do this. The other thing it, it says is it, people really need to understand why, in many cases, things like annexations and consolidations need to take place. If we don't have infrastructure in these areas, and many of the unincorporated areas lack the infrastructure, lack the roads, the drainage, the, 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 the things that make good development come, if those things don't happen, then everybody's sort of playing in their own court. And what that happens is there's not the tax base, the long-term sustainable tax base, to make a municipality thrive. And if everybody's at the cap anyway, or going to be at the cap, or most people are in the unincorporated area, 
then it should make a whole lot of difference and we should all be in it together because in many cases, unincorporated areas use the municipal services. They use the parks, they use the roads, the police, our first responders. So if we're all one big community, then we should all share in the cost, especially if it's not doing anything to your taxes. So just an interesting article, something that I felt uh, applied to those of us here in central Indiana. Um, keep an eye on it. It's a, <laughs> that's the biggest problem, right? I mean, it's so hard to keep an eye on it because what I just read to you and talked about, you're probably going, huh, what? <laughs> but it is very important. It's local government here in central Indiana and across the Hoosier State. More on the way next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Wanted to end the program today with an interesting news story. Again, not from our area, but some of the little sneaky things that local governments and people in local governments do sometimes to try to get their way. Just keep you apprised and keep you attentive. Now, East Chicago schools uh, recently had a school referendum that failed, and this coming on the heels of that comes from the Northwest Indiana Times. It's entitled, East Chicago School Layoff Letters Sent Out Prior to Board Approval. And it says, dozens of layoff letters were sent to employees in the school, uh, school city of East Chicago on May 25th, telling employees they may be laid off pending a school board vote. School board president Stacy Winfield said the board has not voted and she wants to know who authorized the letters and why they were sent out prior to a school board vote. I know we have to do some layoffs, but the board has not voted, she said Tuesday. Winfield said the board was notified by email, but she was out of town and was not aware of it until she returned. She said she's had numerous calls, texts, Facebook messages, and other communication about the layoff letters. Well, duh. <laughs> this stuff happens all the time, especially in local government. Fear is a very, very powerful thing. And fear, fear is one of the few things, fear of uh, losing your job is one of the few things, fear of economic, negative economic impact is one of the few things that motivates somebody to show up to a municipal government meeting. As someone who served in municipal government, I can tell you to the average person, they're extremely boring, time-consuming, and no one cares. However, if you tell someone, if you don't show up to this meeting and scream and yell at somebody, or send tearful pleas or text messages or whatever, as listed here, you're going to lose your job, 
Well, now that tends to get people kind of motivated. So not to accuse anyone of doing anything because you don't know how they ended up, but there's a good chance now that at this East Chicago School Board meeting that's coming up, they will see a lot of people at the meeting and they will be uh, playing the please don't fire me card, which is understandable. Hey, if you got a letter in the mail that said you're going to be fired unless you show up to this meeting and uh, you know they don't make these cuts well, then you'd probably show up and you don't blame that person at all. But I've seen it happen before. I have personal experience with it where it happens. And in the case of the personal experience I have with it, nobody lost their job because of it, but they wanted money. The government entity wanted money. And unless uh, they got these these specific employees to believe that they were going to be fired or have their hours cut or whatever. And it's sad. It's sad because oftentimes in government, People become human shields. They become the targets. They are the people that get wrapped up in it, and many times it is absolutely needless. So uh, that's what's going on in East Chicago, and the only reason I read that is because, believe it or not, the same stuff does happen here. What is that old Chicken Little? The sky is falling, the sky is falling. Just be aware, scare tactics, they happen a lot, even in your local community. Thanks for joining us today. That is going to do it for us. Don't forget if you missed any part of today's show, including our interview with United States Senator Joe Donnelly. Check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana today. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. We've got a big show for you tomorrow. Indiana State Senator John Crane will be with us. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- 
415-231-3871. That's 415-231-3871. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues faced in Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndyPolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9 Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.